It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hi, I'm Jason Bryan from the Shortime Wrestling Podcast and founder of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. Shows on the network are individually owned and operated, and those opinions presented and expressed may not reflect others, the sponsors, patrons, or the parent network. Find more shows about the greatest sport in the world at the Matt Talk Podcast Network at matttalkonline.com. You're locked into the Pack Vitality Poppins Podcast, a look inside the NC State Wrestling Program with head coach Pat Popolizio and members of the Wolfpack team and staff. Now let's join your host, five-time All-American and student-athlete development coordinator, Hayden Heidley. Hello, Wolfpack Wrestling fans. Welcome to episode 106 of the Pack Mentality Pop-Ins Podcast. I am your host, Hayden Heidley, joined by the head coach of Wolfpack Wrestling, Pat Popolizio. Hayden, always great to see you. Big, Big week ahead. Postseason is finally here. You know, uh, some people say about, you know, March Madness, the basketball, you know, wake me up in April. I don't know. Can go towards the wrestling side as well. You know, wake me up in April because these next few weeks, they uh, all are kind of a blur to me in the past five or six years. Um, <laughs> but it was always so much focus. Um, and it's like it, it puts you at ease, I think. It's a, a different feeling than the rest of them. What do you think? Yeah, stakes are high, intensity's high. It's going to be uh, a fun couple weeks. Yeah, so for the podcast today, we've got a, a few announcements in terms of socials, um, you know, some of the NCAA information, also recapping the UNC duel and claiming a share of the ACC duel title two weeks ago. Uh, and then we're going to get to the ACC tournament preview. Uh, always a big one. It's a six-team conference, but the ACC has proven, you know, to be a really great wrestling conference in the past few years. And it's just a one-day tournament. There's a lot of action. Only two mats. It's it's one of the better viewing experiences for a wrestling fan. So can't wait to talk about that. And uh, you know, we'll get right into it. But a uh, few announcements. Uh, casino night coming up Friday, March third. It'll be held at Vaughn Towers at Carter Finley Stadium. It's always fun uh, to see the fans get to go out. You know, you're gambling not with 
real money, I guess, but uh, you want to be the winner at the end of the night. It's just a fun event, and you get to see all the RTC athletes, uh, the coaches, and get to see some of the fans that are involved in the program. Great event, fun event. Um, bring your poker skills, blackjack, craps, you name it. It's going to be uh, action-packed there as well. Yeah, I think for me that evening, I'll probably just be walking around talking so much. I don't really know if I have a game um, in terms of my gambling uh, abilities. So You're a numbers guy. We'll see. I don't. I don't know. Um, I figured you'd be a a card counter. No, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> maybe Trent. He could probably do that if he put his mind to it. He's got the numbers down, the financial skills. I think he could maybe do it. But you know, they they kind of like break your hand for doing that in Vegas, don't they? Or something like that. Take you yeah. out back and tell you. Well, you'll be <laughs> ready to go next year when we go out there for the tournament. Are the pit bosses going to be a heavy scrutiny? We have scrutiny? them. They're there. They're, they will be walking around in, in Vaughn Towers. Yep. So busy weekend uh, this weekend. Uh, the next day, Saturday, March 4th, there's a few socials um, at some local, local businesses where the owners support wrestling. Um, Saturday at the Fall Line, uh, Lombardo's Place in Zebulon, it'll be 1 p.m. There'll be a social there for NC State wrestling fans. And then uh, after that, at 6 p.m., there'll be a social at Mitch's Tavern. So all wrestling fans are uh, encouraged to come out and uh, support these businesses, get to see a lot of the fans that are in town for the ACC wrestling tournament. I'm sure a lot of former wrestlers would back as well. Should be some fun events there Saturday. Yeah, a lot of a lot of alumni coming into town. Some ones that haven't been able to get here in a while, so they're going to get an action pack. You know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to catch up with former teammates and you know current maybe coaches. We'll say not athletes since they'll be focused in on competition. But yeah, yeah there'll be a lot of wrestling people in in town and be. A good good way to catch up and see each other. Yep. Hopefully, we won't see any of the uh, rostered athletes at Mitch's or the fault line on Saturday. No, I don't think we have to worry about that too much. <laughs> um, ACC's is on Sunday. You can buy tickets now. Uh, when you can buy them at the door, encourage you to, to buy them in advance. Have a good crowd coming in. Um, already seen some of the ticket numbers that are coming in, and it'll be a uh, action-packed uh, day on Sunday going to be plenty of people there we're really excited to host it um another year last time it was hosted here you know no fans it was kind of a weird situation very weird, um, very weird. but i'm really looking forward to you know seeing the fans and had the guys on the team getting to experience that experience yeah and uh, we have pre-sold over 2,000 tickets right now and obviously the week of usually traction picks up pretty good so we you know, hopefully can push to do a sellout. You know, with the bleachers back, there's going to be less seating. So we encourage everyone to get their tickets, but it's going to be a really rowdy crowd and a good good day of wrestling. Almost done with the housekeeping stuff here, Pat. Um, NCAA weekend. So there's a social on Saturday night in Tulsa. Um, after the wrestling, it's uh, you know it's a good time to see some of the RTC athletes, coaches, and you know celebrate the conclusion of the season. That's always a lot of fun. And then the NCAA T-shirts. Uh, so the fans they'll wear the same T-shirts on Thursday, and then they'll have another one for Friday, then another one for Saturday. I like the designs this year. Um, have have some new and kind of interesting designs for uh, Fridays, especially. I like the you the like old the raising one. the roof one, huh? Yeah, the wolf raising the roof. That's a uh, pretty impressive yeah, really like that's that a good one. um so yeah there's a 
a lot of opportunities in the next few weeks to get involved with the program and support our RTC and just, um, you know, those donations really mean a lot and all go towards, you know, furthering the development of uh, this program. So a lot of uh, opportunity to get to know us and, and get to meet other fans throughout the next few weeks. Yeah, it should be uh, really good stuff that we've put together for people that have been backing and supporting us. So it's our way of saying thank you. And to close out our housekeeping last uh, thing, we're going to get you some Benadryl for your allergies. How's that sound? Yeah. So I've, in the past few years, I still, one thing that I have not gotten used to is the allergy season here. It just hits me for whatever reason. And I feel like this year has been earlier than other years. Um, it usually kind of comes right after NCAAs and then I'll escape and go north and then give myself another like week or two where I'm kind of like recovering from the season. I'll come back and then I'll get used to the allergies. But this year, uh, man, it's been early, and I wanted to record the podcast yesterday, but I just was not in good shape. We had shape. a weather delay. Yeah, the, that my talking voice just wasn't there. So we're gonna get through this podcast. You know, we're not one to uh, to milk any injuries around here. So <laughs> I'm gonna fight through the adversity. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Yep. So the UNC recap. Uh, Two weeks ago, we're able to claim a share of the ACC dual title with a 28-6 to victory over UNC. Um, I'll go through some of those victories and you know any thoughts that you had on the match. But started out at 141, Ryan Jack gets another top 10 win, 7-5 over McNeil. Uh, a pretty great way to start out that duel. Um, very interesting match. I was able to get a few takedowns um, and close it out at the end. But what did you see out of Ryan in a... Uh, it's a showdown that we're going to see very, very uh, quick turnaround, most likely at the ACC tournament. Yeah, I saw a lot of good wrestling out of him, um, a lot of good leg attacks, and really did a great job finishing his attacks and and stayed aggressive. And you know, we've talked about it all year. His riding is is something that's been impactful, and it's starting to show. And really, I think postseason that's really going to play out well for him. And He's starting to hit from all cylinders right now, so it should be a good weekend for him. Moving on to the next match, Jackson Arrington uh, defeated Gita 10-6. to uh, Very contrasting style matchup there. Was very tight late, and Arrington was able to get a takedown at the end to kind of um, seal the deal. But, you know, was down at one point late in the match and was able to come back and, and really, you know, put his foot in the ground and, and finish out for a 10-6 victory. Um really get to get the team some momentum going forward yeah and uh you know things probably didn't go as planned during that match you know in the beginning with uh some scrambles and some awkward positions but you know it didn't get him rattled he stayed the course and and kind of blew that match open with those uh near falls that he got i think it was in the third period mm -hmm. right at the end yeah. there kind of separated that but that was good for him dealt with a little adversity there and kept his composure and you know, it's one of those matches you might see at NCAs against a, a good opponent, and you got to find a way to win, and that's what he did. Yep. At 157, um, one of the matches of the night, the highest-ranked guys taking on each other. Very close, 3-1 loss for Ed Scott over Austin O'Connor. Um, was just a kind of chess match throughout the night. Um, very close, but, you know, it wasn't anything alarming, I guess, on, on Ed's end. I thought he wrestled pretty well. It's just a, a taking on a very tough opponent and uh, will be a match they could see each other once or, or twice going forward or maybe even more. Um, so it was a, a tight match up there. Wasn't able to get the win. Yeah, and, you know, 
had maybe a three second letdown at the end of the second, which you know is tough to recover against an opponent like that and that kind of experience. But I thought, you know, Ed, as far as competition went, he wrestled as hard as you possibly could and did a really good job staying in that match and and keeping pressure on and you know if he doesn't give up that takedown at the end of the second it could have been a different outcome but that's why we wrestle these matches and learn from them and hopefully we get an opportunity again no better chance to do it than this weekend with a really tough bracket there so yeah we'll get to that um moving forward in the podcast uh, after 157 back-to-back decisions at 65 and 74 from maddie singleton and alex Fazen. i believe it was 7-2 and 6-1 or controlling bouts throughout the uh throughout the match you know singleton had a little headlock scare in the beginning of the match that was kind of crazy but great hips i mean he he just rolled right through with it i was pretty impressed with the watch yeah you did you teach him that one I don't think so. I don't know if I've hit him in a headlock yet, but that was pretty impressive the way he just rolled through it. Yeah, that is uh, the athleticism that Maddie has. So that's you know what we brought him in here for is to to be able to do some unique things like that. And uh, as skilled as he is, he's only going to continue to get better. But that was a good quality win for him and get a little momentum here going into the postseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a big win for Faison as well. It was taking it took out that one was personal. Time. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, takes out number 12, Clay Lout, um, former competitor of mine. Not say anything else after that. Well, um, let's, I mean, can't beat around the bush. They put it up on the big screen before the match. Yeah, I did. Ha- so there is a, the highlight reel ended with me getting decked. And this guy that was in the stands, you know, one of the 50 or 60 fans that they had there said to me, he's like, just so you know, that is you out there. That is you getting pinned on you, the video. You've been getting picked on quite a bit on the road. So I'm glad you got thick skin. Hey, it's fine. If, if they're willing to pick on me, that just means they're not actually picking on the guys that have to wrestle. That so is true. It was, uh, was kind of, I don't know, it was good to see Faison get that win. Um, I think qual- he had a pin too, so. Yeah, it was close. That would have been uh, just some been poetic justice, I icing, guess. But. Icing on the cake. No, I, there's there's a, not a whole lot else to say about that. But, you know, big win on his end individually. Allocated a spot, most likely secured a yeah. you know, very good yeah. RPI, good coaches ranking for him. Um, big reason why he was probably able to qualify a spot for the conference. So good for his confidence moving forward. Get, gets another ranked win under his belt. And uh, going into 184, Trent Hadley gets the tech fall. Um just had a lot of momentum there in those middle stretch of weights. Yeah, it was good. Um, Faison, I think, was a good confidence booster against, a, you know, obviously a kid that's got a lot of history and results behind him. And just a kid that stayed the course here at NC State and finally gets his time to shine, and he's taking full advantage of that. So it's it's exciting to see and uh, really looking forward to, to his postseason wrestling as well. And, you know, as far as Trent goes, I mean, he was really – putting some points on the board let's just say that and I think you know I think he wanted the opportunity to wrestle the the starter but didn't and sometimes that's what you get a little mismatch out there and Trent took full advantage of it mm-hmm. and moving on to 197 Isaac Trumbull for the what was it fourth or fifth or sixth meeting between I, the two of those probably right he uh, beat Shaw three to one we were talking earlier about I think I wrestled Romani from Pitt it was seven times, yeah. and then that didn't even include the freestyle bouts as well. So 
Trumbull and Shaw are getting up there for that number. I think they're at I think they're at four or five, but they've are going to face each other at ACCs in the first, first round. round. So there's another match. I mean, it just it's going to keep going on and on and on. But um, has stayed in the win column, which is good. Kind of close match there, but was able to ride on top for long enough to get those that kind of separation. Yeah, you see those matches sometimes from Isaac where guys you know are afraid to attack on them, and we'll take that. We know we have an advantage when when those matches stay low like that. So we just got to be ready to go this weekend and keep capitalizing and on his style of wrestling and let's face it postseason's all about getting your hand raised doesn't matter how you just got to get your hand raised yep at heavyweight owen treffin got some bonus got a major decision over whitman 17 to 6 really pushed the pace there a lot of takedowns pretty similar to trent's match at 184 um 125 troy homan got the nod um and lost by decision and at 133 Orini finished the night out with a major decision over Palmer 10 to 1. You know, final score 28 to 6. Um pretty impressive dual meet performance and a pretty good way by Kai to close out that last match and some of those sequences that happened in that match I still don't understand what yeah. was going on uh to like Which one are you talking about 33 or 25? 33. Or Owens uh you know going out there and giving up that first takedown which kind of <laughs> poked the bear a little bit we needed that <laughs> yeah the, some some wild sequence in those last three matches that uh definitely treffin responded after giving up that first takedown yeah, it was it was fun to see but yeah it was good those guys all finished you know on a positive note and getting some young guys some experience that's what that was about and uh we're you know obviously might see some of these guys here this this coming weekend but overall dual meet as as we expect is go in there compete at our best and and um do what this team's signed up to do and that's to compete at an elite level and and they know sometimes the stakes are high when you're in an in-state rivalry but the guys responded well i really feel like we're making a push to peak at the right time and that's something we focused really hard on as a team is to make sure you know we're at our best postseason and really not singling out any competition throughout the year and training smart and and try to make a push here for ACCs and NCAs. Yeah, I think a last couple details I had to note and just wanted to get your thought on the end. Um, you know, 10 straight victories over UNC, five ACC dual titles in the last six years, finished the season third in the NWCA standings. Um, speak a little bit about just the dual meet prowess that this program has had, you know, in the last six or seven years. And, you know, what do you think the reason is behind that? And why, why do you think that the team is so accustomed to doing well in, in the dual meet season? Yeah, I think it goes back to the mentality, you know, from when we bring a kid in here and the expectations and how we train really prepares our guys to uh, compete at their best when, when we have to put the singlet on and go out there and, Let's face it, when you get good competitors, they want to compete and not have any letdowns. And when you have 10 guys that are all on the same page, you know, you might knock one or two of them off in a dual meet. Maybe, you know, obviously the tougher duels, some more wins go against us. But when you have 10, 10 guys, which we do, um, they're going to be hard to beat as far as the team goes. And I think that's something we continue to pride ourselves on. Um, and, and the dual meet does bring and attract more fans. And I think we're seeing that right now here at NC State. Yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, moving on, ACC tournament preview. Uh, the schedule of events on Sunday, March 5th, quarterfinals will start at 11 o'clock. They'll go to 11 to 1. Semis uh, will go from 1 to 3. The consolations and consolation finals are from 3 to 5. And then the finals will start at 7 o'clock p.m. Um, basically, how it works, the ACC tournament, there's six wrestlers to a bracket. Um, at 174, 174, there's only five, five correct? Yeah, there's uh, no representative from, from Duke. Duke. So uh, nine weights. So will Pitt is up to by us. three right now. Yeah, Pitt starts the starts the event up three points, but uh, yeah, all weights will have six wrestlers. So that means there'll be two buys. Um, the top two seeds will have a buy into the semifinals, and each weight will have two quarterfinal matchups. Um, so you'll have the four and five seeds going at it, and the three and six seeds going at it at eleven o'clock, and then. One, semis will be at one and you know moving on to the concies and the finals later on in the evening it's a a pretty uh condensed event i think just with there's two mats there's six teams you've probably seen these guys throughout the year um what 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 is your experience with this acc tournament like how do you kind of get guys um in the right mindset because it's a little bit different from what you're used to in those postseason tournaments where you think it's two days it's a little bit long and drawn out and you got to have the battle of attrition is kind of a big thing where in this tournament not so much it's it's yeah. so small and everybody knows everybody yeah let's face it it's a real relaxing day when we're out there competing in the acc tournament <laughs> <laughs> no uh you know it it is it's all the basically the the dual season drawn out in in one day and you know it's what you train for it's why you you prepare and and you, you know the competition so i think that's what makes the conference tournaments a little unique not just ours but everyone's very aware of styles of wrestling and you're familiar with your opponent so the matches get interesting and stakes get higher so it's always fun to see who steps up and competes you know, like an elite athlete, and uh, I'm excited to watch these guys do it. But it will, you know, every match matters in the, in a small tournament like this. So pressure's on every guy, and you see some guys step up, and some guys obviously can't handle that that pressure. But I I think we're ready, and I think we got a really competitive team, guys that like to compete and be out in the limelight, and that's what this weekend's going to be about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good answer, Pat. I've got a. Um... Slightly tough question for you. A lot of people, they want to know these, and I I come to you for these kind of questions. Here we go. Walk us through the NCAA um, qualifier allocation process. And, you know, 
it's a little bit hard for some fans to understand unless you've been in it for a few years yep. and you're trying to figure it out. Why do some spots at the ACC tournament have two qualifiers? Why do some have five? Why do some have three? Um, it's not like high school where, you know, the top three or top four advance to go on. You know, walk us through a little bit. What goes behind, you know, whenever you see the brackets on Sunday, it'll say two spots to qualify to nationals or three spots. And, yep. and uh, these spots, you know, before the season, like before the postseason, they don't add up to 33 guys. So where are the other guys coming from? And how does that work? Try to do your best to explain this process. Well, I'll rewind you probably before you were even thinking about college wrestling when the ACC had maybe 12 spots. Okay. So they used to go off of historical data. And when you did that, basically the Big Ten and Big 12 ate up most of the spots and all these other conferences got the the champ plus maybe two spots and then our former ad here was on a committee and realized that that was not healthy for any teams that weren't in those conferences so they came up with this new formula which is more pure than 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 anything else i think um and that's why you see now there's a coaches ranking that the coaches have to rank top 33 and then you have your rpi which is strength of schedule. It goes with any sport, basically. Um, and then the last one is your win percentage, and that only counts against D1 athletes. So that's why you see a lot of not uh, teams competing against, you know, in dual meets anymore against maybe D2 or D3 or NAIA schools. Um, you take a formula of the three, and basically if you have a 70% win, the I think the – the line is about 70%. It can give or take depending on the weight, but 70% win percentage. Basically, if you're in the top 25 ranking and you have an RPI, that's so you got to have two of the three, and then usually you'll qualify a spot for the conference. So it's a it's a pretty accurate formula, and for the most part, you know the guys that are competing all year and do the right things and are winning qualify a spot. Every now and then. You'll see some weights, and I think we have one or two maybe in the ACCs where you could argue we should have had a little more, and every conference is going to have that argument. And they leave those wild cards out there. And God forbid, you know, someone that's ranked third in the country gets upset and doesn't qualify. They're going to get in because of their quality wins and what they were able to do through the season. So I think that's healthy to have. This way, none of the top guys get left home, but – you know, if you're a fringe guy and you don't get it done in the conference, there's probably a chance you're staying at home when when the voting and wild cards come out at the end of the year. But, you know, you'll see like a couple injuries have already happened. Kids would draw from the, the conference tournament and that spot now goes back to a wild card as opposed to the conference keeping that. So it's a pretty fair formula to at least I think for sure you're getting the top 25 guys at the NCAA tournament and, you know, after that, maybe there's some guys that sneak in there that, that maybe didn't do the work during the season but had a really good conference tournament and earned and stole someone's spot. And I think that's that's good. It makes it fun to watch. It's pretty good. Pretty good answer. I give you an A plus that's on a, that. That's experience there, Hayden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think just like you said, you know, a weight class like one eighty four that has five spots, they've got five guys that were within the top twenty yeah. uh, throughout the year, qualified the spot. And so now at ACCs it's you know, 
there's not too much stress to qualify the spot. You still want to win the tournament. It's just, you know, having a tough weight like that is a... It's a little bit different than, say, 125, where there's only two spots, where you know that for if you want to for sure go to the NCAA tournament, you got to make the finals. And so it's a, there's different scenarios for each weight coming up at the ACC tournament. Yeah, and it, again, it goes – every weight's going to be different. And, you know, you look at 57, you got three highly ranked guys right there. And, you know, some other weights, there, there might maybe be a little less in the rankings. But at the end of the day – if you win the tournament, you're going to the NCAA tournament. It's a good way to think about it. Automatic bid. Yep. I'll just go through each weight class, uh, who the NC State representative is, uh, the the first round matchup that they have, and uh, you know what's on the line in terms of NCAA qualifying procedures. At 125, Jarrett Trombley is the one seed. He'll take on, in the semifinals, the winner of Camacho from Pitt and McCormick from UVA. Uh, the 125 weight class, like I said earlier, has two spots. It was one of those weight classes where you thought maybe there'd be three. Um, didn't end up working out that way. Um, so going to be very highly contested this weight class. Um, but Trombley secured the one seed and uh, has had a lot of momentum going into this tournament. Yeah, um, I mean, let's face it, you got to make the finals to get there. And I think that's a good thing. And, and the way we've been wrestling and the attacks that Trombley's been putting together in his matches, he's a different wrestler than, than November and December. And, and we expected that from him. We, we knew it was going to take a little bit for him to get adjusted to that weight, but he is fully adjusted. And now you're seeing his experiences uh, show and a guy that – you know, started for us at 33 a couple years back, been to the NCAA tournament. So I, I like where we stand there with experience. At 133, Kyorini enters as the three seed. He'll be taking on in the quarterfinals, Agin of Duke. Uh, this 133 pound weight class has three spots on the line in NCAA qualifying procedures. Um, waiting in the semis on that part of the bracket is Latona from Virginia Tech. So big opportunity here for Arini to get even more quality wins before the NCAA tournament, you know, as you know, we expect him to kind of go through with this bracket. But three guys in this weight class that all have beaten each other throughout yep. the regular season, it's going to be a highly contested weight class at the ACCs. It's just like what our teams went through, the three-way split there. So same thing happens with the individuals. And, uh, yeah, I think we wrestled uh, Duke Kid in the duel um, with, with getting picking up some bonus points, if I recall. And you know it's something we gotta we gotta be ready to do again, and then get a, an opportunity to rematch with a, a kid that's got a lot of good experience and, and is obviously a, a former All American down a weight, and it would be nice to uh, get a rematch in was a three one three one match at, so. at their place yeah, yeah. and it, you know coming off the scale it was on a one hour weigh in so I I like our advantage there having a little more time to recover and compete. So that should be a, a really impactful one for the team race and a, a really good semifinal match. Now, 141, Ryan Jack is the two seed. Uh, he will take on in the semis uh, the winner of McNeil of UNC and Papsy of Duke. So there's three spots on the line at this weight class. Obviously, these two that he could wrestle, there's a lot of history. Um, you know, you've got just wrestled McNeil, and Papsy is a. Uh, a former NC State wrestler transferred to Duke, and so, you know, no matter who who wins in that match, um, you know, some experience there um, with each opponent. Yeah, and you know, you go back and look at that match. We talked about it a little bit earlier in the podcast, but 
it's one we got to be ready to compete and do the same thing again. We got to attack, got to finish, and I'm sure they'll make adjustments and just like we're going to have to do. But that's what we signed up for: is go out and compete. And one thing I like about RJ is he's a competitor and he will raise the level of competition, knowing that you know that this is uh, this is postseason. So I'm excited to see him at a at a weight that's going to be pretty impactful at the NCAA tournament too. I made a mistake there, Pat. The 141 pound division has four spots. There are yep. four guys in the top 12. Yep. So, very, very good bracket. It is um, a very good bracket. Uh, it's one of those, you know, four out of six guys, very highly ranked, and you uh, you just want to be there to see it. Yeah, it's yeah. a so concentrated event that you're bound to get really, really good matchups yeah. um, with no, everybody facing be, each other. Those uh, semifinal matches on both sides will be very competitive. Yep. 149, Jackson Arrington enters as the two seed. Uh, he's got to buy into the semis where he'll take on the winner of Verclearing from UVA and Rowland from Duke. Uh, the 149-pound uh, bracket has three spots. Um, there was a mistake when the allocations originally came out that said we had four, but they kind of screwed up the Pac-12. Um, and they got another spot, and they took away one from the ACC. So there's three spots. Um you know, Arrington's been looking very good. He kind of will take on uh, a veteran wrestler in the semis, most likely. Um, you know, what do you see out of him heading into his first postseason? He looks great. I mean, his training's been phenomenal. His focus, um, he's a competitor. He's been in big competitions before. So excited to see him go out there and compete. And, you know, it's a match. I think he he knows he, he can score and, and just has to do the same thing again and might get a little more fight out of this one. But I think we're going to raise the level of our competition too. So I'm excited to see him and it should be a, a really good weekend for him. Heading into one of the most exciting weight classes on, on Sunday, the 157-pound division. Uh, Ed Scott enters as a three-seed. Um, he'll be taking on Ferreira of Duke in the quarterfinal round. Waiting in the semis, uh, Bryce Andonian of Virginia Tech, uh, another top 10-ranked guy. And O'Connor is in this weight class. He's you know, either number one or number two, depending on what rankings you look at. So overall, just a loaded weight. And... Uh, for Ed, in order to win this tournament, you're gonna to have to take take out two top ten guys in a row. So it's a it's a very very condensed but star studded field at 157. Yeah, um, and again, we get a. I think we've wrestled Duke kid in the in the duel. Got a fall. Same kind of scenario. We got to go out, take care of business, get some bonus points, and then get ready for a, a war in the semis as a match that. Uh, we, uh, we predicted last time scoring was going to be pretty high in the uh, in that dual meet, and we were not off by any means. We just got to uh, stop stop the points early, and you know, Ed's got to got to wrestle smart and solid, and and put himself in position. But I'm excited to see that rematch again, and and see what kind of adjustments that we we can make and do, and what we've been working on, and that that one will be fireworks for sure the fans probably have that one circled as always because you got two athletes that throw the kitchen sink at each other yeah first uh well not the first but the meeting this year the dual meet it was 22 points in the first period so i think (laughs) i think we need to avoid that um i would like to keep it 22 points 22 points in the first period, That's 16 great. to 6. Yeah. We were losing after the first. So Yeah, we can't give up 16 points in the first period. I think we all know that, and I think Ed does too. And 
hey, we're going to get us, you know, hopefully second chance at it and, and see where we're at. Yeah. I will say in these last few weeks, I have, uh, I've had to kind of grow my offense to try to do some of these things, but I don't, I don't know if there's the same style. Yeah. I don't know if you can duplicate that style. Um, I've tried to hit some crazy stuff and I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. There's not really anybody that can do that sort of stuff that he does. So I'm excited for it. Um, you know, like I said, three top 10 guys in a weight class. Gotta love to see that. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, you got three guys right there that are going to be in really good position to to place very high at the NCAA tournament. So at the end of the day, they're all going to make everyone better and get them more prepared for that NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. 165, Maddie Singleton makes his postseason debut for the Wolfpack. He enters as the three seed. We're taking on Danette of Duke. Um, so this 165-pound weight class, there are three spots, um, and Maddie Singleton was not one of those guys that allocated a spot. Um, but... You know, he is the three seed. If things held up, he would make his way to the NCAA tournament, which we expect him to do. It's going to be, uh, you know, a fight for those three spots for sure. But he opens it up in the quarterfinals against Duke. And uh, waiting in the semis is the second seeded Justin McCoy of UVA. So lot, a lot to wrestle for here in this bracket. Yeah, and, you know, you, you got some, some guys we haven't seen before. Um, so you didn't really get a feel to see Maddie's style that much so you know we're gonna let things fly and we again got to take care of business that first round always got to be ready and then hopefully we get that opportunity and make it easy on yourself take care of business get that win and punch your ticket so that would be the easy route but I think we're ready to go in, in any way shape or form and with a really talented 65 pounder that's got a lot of skill and uh has competed in the best tournaments in high school and was one of the top recruits coming out. And so I'd like to see in the postseason these guys, what they're capable of doing, and this is going to be a fun one to watch. At 174, Alex Faison secured the second seed. Um, Duke did not have an entry for this weight class, and so Luke Augustine, the third seed, will automatically advance to the semifinal. So we know one semifinal um, matchup that is going to happen, and that's Faison taking on Augustine for the second. They got to beat season. the scale first, Aiden. That's true. You got to beat the scale. I didn't. I you forgot didn't, about you know, that. You're, you see, you're not thinking like a coach. <laughs> so, you know, if they beat the scale, they'll be wrestling each other in that semifinal spot. Um, last. You know, matchup they had went in overtime. Faison was able to um, be victorious with a takedown in overtime. This is again another highly competitive weight class. Only three spots on the line, um, but you know he's got he's got the advantage right now. We'll go into the semis, and you know it's going to be another matchup where you've wrestled in the regular season. It's very tight. Both guys are probably going to be looking to make some adjustments, um, but you know. He's been very consistent all season, qualified a spot for the conference. You want to see him cash it in this weekend. Absolutely. You know, when you look at his career and the work he's put in, he's deserved this opportunity. Now he's got to seize the opportunity. And he's a competitor. He wrestles extremely hard. So we've uh, got to make those adjustments from that last match. Attack is a little bit more. We know that. And... You know, getting one or two takedowns really open that matchup, I think, and, and that's just something we're going to have to be relentless on. Mm -hmm. 184, Trent Hidley secures the one seed. He'll be taking on the winner of Antrazen from UVA and Heller from Pitt. 
This is the deepest weight class in the ACC um, in terms of depth. There's five spots um, allocated to the conference here at this weight. The quarterfinal of Antrasian and Heller will be a must-watch match. I would set the over-under at, I don't know, 10 to 12 points probably. I, I wouldn't... Those guys, they do a lot of uh, unique unique things so i think you're gonna see a lot of scoring there yep so we'll see who trent ends up wrestling in the semis in that top half of the bracket um at 197 isaac trumbull got the three seed um you know like i said earlier him and shaw have a a big history of wrestling each other they're wrestling 11 o'clock round on sunday be a quarterfinal matchup this 197 pound um bracket has four spots um but yeah, it's a very competitive lower half of the bracket, you know, with Trumbull and Shaw um, and Smith from Virginia Tech waiting in the semis. What do you expect out of Isaac kind of in this lower part of the bracket on Sunday? Well, the positive is he's going to have a lot of time to, to refuel. You know, Isaac is a pretty big 97 pounder, so I think to his advantage, he'll get a little recovery time. And yeah, you got to be ready for that first match. You know, when you wrestled someone so many times, you, you know they they know what each other does. So it, it, both guys wrestle pretty cautious in the duel. But now we're in a tournament, and you know, secure that win would be really impactful to to have a rematch against Smith. And I'd really like to see that go down again. I think you know Isaac's hungry to get that that rematch, and that could also be a big impact when it comes down to the team race. Yeah, speaking of team race at heavyweight, be huge, um, huge semifinal matchup. Um, Owen Treffitt enters as the two seed. Uh, he's sitting in the semifinals where he'll take on the winner of Katka from Virginia Tech and Weatherspoon from UVA. This heavyweight division has three spots uh, to the NCAA tournament. Obviously, there this you know the seedings I think came out as I thought they would at uh, maybe outside of this weight at. Well, let's explain why. Yeah. So, I, again, you you are good at answering the tough yeah. questions. So, you've got Treffin and Niesenbaum both undefeated in the conference. Treffin, the higher-ranked wrestler, you might expect to get the one seed. Um, kind of walk us through what happened there and, and, so and where the bracket is. So, we agreed as coaches to use WrestleStat for the seeding. And when you set criteria for seeding, you know, you're in control of what the criteria is. And the fact that we did not wrestle the starter – who's in the tournament from Pittsburgh, and we did not wrestle the starter from UVA, we didn't get those points. And so when the point system came out, Duke had more points than us. And by default, we ended up the second seed. And, you know, it's hard to argue that. Yeah, I think, you know, if you go off of rankings, yeah, we we could have been the one seed. But at the end of the day, we're going to go out, we're going to compete, and you still got to win. And a match that maybe people think could have been in the finals, you know, was going to be in the semis. And you got three really solid heavyweights there. So take take things in your own hand and uh, go out and win in the semis and win in the finals. And then we don't have to worry about seating anymore. Yeah. You know, you talk about team race stuff, too. Um, obviously, there's a three-way tie. The AC regular season champions between NC State, Virginia Tech, and Pittsburgh looks very similar in this ACC tournament. The, you know, projected numbers of seeds held up and without bonus points, it's very tight at the top. So what do you tell the team whenever you're going into this tournament where, yeah, there's three very good teams and UNC's obviously has some talent as well. Like kind of where do you balance, you know, the individual success along with, you know, you know, you're in position to win an ACC team title? Just 
do what we've been doing go out and compete at your best you know now it's time to shift things into the next gear and let things fly um what i like about our team is we're pretty offensive and pretty solid on top so we got to just continue to do what we're good at and put points on the board and wrestle as hard as we can for seven minutes nine minutes ten minutes whatever the match falls into and uh Get your hand raised, and it will take care of the team race. But, yeah, it's going to be a real exciting tournament with, uh, I think, a, a rowdy crowd from, from all teams that are showing up and be a really fun Sunday, Hayden. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to it. Pat, thanks for sitting down with me and kind of going through all this information. Really looking forward to seeing all the fans Sunday, March 5th at Reynolds Coliseum, you know, from 11 till whenever the tournament ends. We're really looking forward to seeing you guys. Yeah. And Hayden, you didn't actually speak your request to the fans or anybody willing and able to bring you a dozen donuts for the day. I hey I don't need donuts. I'm gonna have a big breakfast in the morning. Probably get a workout in, and I'll be good. I won't be on edge at all. Uh, we'll see if anyone follows through and brings you a box of donuts. All right. Well, I won't say no, but I don't, it's not required. Let's just let's just put it at that. But um, yeah, that's all I got today, Pat. You have anything to close out on? No. Uh, looking forward to everyone showing up Sunday in Reynolds. All right, that'll do it. From Hayden and Pat and the Pack Mentality Poppins podcast that does it for episode 106. We'll see you guys at Reynolds Sunday, 11 o'clock, quarterfinal round. All right, go Pack. Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.